0: Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? That's a haunting question. you get your Bibles out to Colossians chapter 2. and be ready to go to a couple of other passages as well. Pastor and Debbie on a well-deserved little break. They just took off for the weekend. I tried to talk them into a longer time but they they didn't have time. So pray for a a relaxed last day today. We've been in Colossians 2. Uh, Like I said, we will be focused on 9 and 10 today. Uh, I want to start off this morning with a simple question. Who is your God? Like who is your God? If someone was to ask you, who's your God? Could you say with confidence who your God is by what is going on in your life? So hold on to that and we'll come back to that in a minute. But back a couple of weeks ago, I was in verses six and seven. And we were talking about walking in Christ, that when we walk in Christ, we're rooted in him, we're built up, uh, our faith is established. Uh, Paul has set up uh, in the first chapter of Colossians who Christ is, that there is none greater, uh, that Christ is all that we need. And then last week, pastor talked about not being captive or captivated by the world's idea of who God is. Uh, or the different theologies, the different religions, including even a little bit, you know, he'll, they'll, they even threw Jesus in a little bit, but not as Lord. Uh, so the warning of be don't be captivated by what the world is saying who God is. Uh, go to the source, Jesus Christ. It's all right here. There's no other outside source that you need of who God is, uh, what truth is, except Jesus Christ. And Paul's saying, why in the world would we settle for second best when the very best is right in front of us? Uh, Now, please forgive me for what I'm about to do, uh, but imagine with me a perfectly cooked filet mignon, okay? I like mine pink in the middle but charred on the outside, a little sauteed asparagus, uh, some mashed potatoes, not lumpy, Uh, no butter though, I like, I'm a purist, I want, pure mashed potatoes, dip a little bit of the steak in there. Um, Maybe some macaroni and cheese with shrimp in it, I have had that, okay? An amazing meal, okay? Are you ready for lunch? So all that's sitting in front of me. Now would I ever, ever in that experience think, you know, I wonder what the latest item on the Taco Bell menu is. I'm really craving that right now. Okay, no one in their right mind would go there, right? I'm not going to leave that plate of deliciousness and take off to Taco Bell for something. Now, I like my Taco Bell, but not over a filet mignon, not even close. Or why would I be on the internet uh, looking up some used Yugo? Anyone remember what a Yugo is? Okay, when I have in my driveway an Aston Martin DB10 that was given to me. By the way, that's the new James Bond car if you want a little reference point. Okay, that's ridiculous. Why, why, if I've got the very best, am I looking for something else? Uh, why would I want to go to Barb's bargain basement to shop when I have a $10,000 gift card to Saks Fifth Avenue? Okay, anyone wanna go shopping with me today? Okay, here's Paul saying, look, Christ Jesus is all you need. Everything else is ridiculous. Like it's not even close. Um, You do not need anything else. Uh, There is nothing greater than who Christ Jesus is, who I've brought to you, um, who I've discussed with you and shared with you. Uh, There is nothing else to gauge our life off of. There is nothing else to attain to. There is no other source of ologies that we need to discover life or truth in our life. Uh, Jesus Christ is it. And he's not only the best, he's the only. Christ Jesus himself said I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So guess what? There's not even anyone else in the race. Okay, there is is nothing else, no one else that we need but Jesus Christ himself. Um, So these next two verses, Paul adds more. Uh, So look at verse 9 with me. And he goes on about Christ Jesus. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. So here we've already talked about Jesus, the image of the invisible God, uh, the firstborn of all creation, the head of body of the church. And now we have the full deity, the fullness of deity in Christ Jesus. The totality of who God is uh, is in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, again, there is nothing else that we can add to this. There is nothing else that, that we can add to what you are experiencing when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Um, we get the whole package uh, of who Christ Jesus is, the work of the Holy Spirit, access to God the Father. Uh, it is all there. It is, we need nothing else in our life. And Paul's like, I can't be any clearer than this. It is, it is right there. Uh, the world is trying to explain other things, but guess what? Uh, it's all there. Jesus is fully God and fully man. Uh, And there are other religions that try to say, well, he just had access to God. He did miracles, you know, through this power that God's given him. No, he was fully God and fully man. Um, Well, he was just God in this human suit with flesh and and cool things going on. No, he was fully man. Uh, The physical pain and, and hunger and all that he experienced is what we experience, fully God and fully man. Um, and and that is an amazing picture of, of the intimacy and, the, and the, the now that God wants us to experience with him. Uh, John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen in his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Um, the word became flesh, this picture of the incarnate Christ uh, that we have God in the flesh, uh, who came to live among us, who came and lived among us, and showed us uh, what God is all about, and ultimately died and paid uh, the, the price for our sin on the cross, and then conquered sin and death when he rose from the dead. And what an amazing savior that we have, an amazing Lord that we get to serve. So here's more of who Jesus is, the fullness of deity, and dwelling in him and then on to verse 10 that we now have been filled in him so back to verse 6 that we get we, we get to walk in Christ Jesus to walk in him he is has a fullness of deity in him and now we are filled in him so there's this whole complete saturation of us and God together that's pretty awesome um, and and it's it's all there. It's a total package. We have no need for anything else. Stick with the filet mignon. We don't need anything else. Um, and Paul, it, yeah, he's just it's it's right there. So we have access to the fullness of deity. We have been filled, and and if something is so full, you can't add to anything else. And that's what Paul's saying. You. The false teachers, all these other theologies. There's nothing to add to this. You're full. You're topped off. Um, this reminded me of a gas tank. Um, one of my first real jobs after I got my license was a delivery uh, delivery guy for a florist. Um, one of the families in the church I gr- grew up in owned a flower shop. He said, as soon as you get your license. I show up, and so the day after I showed up and I got to be a delivery guy. Can you imagine a 16-year-old driving around in a a van full of flowers? That kind of scares me right now, Um, especially if you know how I drive. Um, But, yeah, we got to cruise around all day after school delivering flowers. Mother's Day was the best, by the way. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you because that was early morning, Sunday mornings. So imagine moms trying to get ready you know and their surprise it was a, it was a fun job uh, but we had this small ford i think it was a ford little pickup truck and the gas gauge had your e and then a line in the middle line and another line then the f and so my assumption was it was broken down in quarters you know and sure enough this gas gauge got to the quarter that was closest to the e Okay, so I thought I had a quarter of a tank left. Well, it was puttering to a stop. Luckily, I was by a gas station, and I'm like, why is this thing puttering? Um, and I had to walk in and use the payphone. by the way. No cell phones back in the day. I won't tell you what year that was. but uh, So I'm getting on the phone, insisting to my boss, it's not out of gas, even though he's trying to tell me everything, did you check, you know, this and that and the other. I'm like, no, it's showing me I have a quarter of a tank. So he sends another guy out. Sure enough, the guy who had been working there was like, Randy, that's empty on that line, not the E. When it hits that line, it's empty. So I had no clue that I was on empty. How sad is Christians that we sometimes forget that we're full, Uh, that sometimes we forget we have the fullness of God uh, as we are walking in Christ, uh, and we get so distracted with some other things going on that we feel that we need to add to our life. Uh, so the opposite, hopefully, of, of not realizing that we're empty. But how much, how many times do we forget how full we are, how full we are, how how amazing Jesus Christ is in our life, and how much access we have to Him. So 10 again, that you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Um, so not only is the only direction that our worship needs to go is Jesus, that we are made full, that we are fully equipped with all that we need. Turn with me to Second verse, Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. So Paul's pretty much made it clear that, that this, is, this is it, um, that you're getting bombarded by all these different thoughts and, and theories and sciences and astrology and religion, um, but just know that Jesus Christ is all you need. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. His divine power has grant, granted to us all things, It's not just this theology of God that we have access to. It's not just this belief system, but it is everything in life uh, that we have access and that we have a help through Jesus Christ that we have. There is no lacking in Jesus. We are filled in him, full of grace and truth. And by the way, he is ahead of all rule and authority. There is nothing greater above him. There is no authority, there is no ruler, there is nothing above Jesus Christ. Um, He is preeminent over all things on earth uh, and heaven and and everything, that there is nothing greater that we need uh, to try to to add to our life. We are full. And Paul is saying, why listen to the false teachers um, who promise you things that you don't need because of the fullness in your life? And if your life is already full of the good stuff, why bother with anything of lesser quality? But yet we do, do we not? Do we not get distracted with things on the side? Do we not forget how full we really are? Do we not tend to lose our focus and change kind of our direction of our worship? And that goes back to my question of who is your God? And what's the answer today of who is your God? What is, what is more of your focus on in your life? Can you say that you are focused more on who Christ is in your life? or Are there some other things going on in your life that have distracted you so much that your worship has kind of changed direction, uh, that have filled and you're trying to fill your life with some other things that maybe you're not trusting Christ with completely? Uh, that you think, well, you know what? I haven't really seen God at work in this area of my life, and I think I can handle it on my own. Uh, Maybe some area in in our life that I think, you know what? You know, I I understand that that Christ Jesus is who he is. I want him to be Lord of my life. He is, you know, God the Father is is my God, Um, but I've got some other parts of my life that I'm not ready to give over yet. Uh, that I'm still kind of working through, and once I kind of get that fixed, then I'll give it over to God. But sometimes we forget how full we are. We forget how much um, access that we have and the complete life that Christ Jesus has for us, ready to go. Turn with me now to Acts chapter 17. And this is Paul in Athens in the midst of, of the Areopagus and he has spent some time in Athens and he's been walking around the city and he's been checking out some idols uh, in the city and some some idols of worship that the people of Athens have been participating in. So Acts chapter 17 verse 22. And I'll So Paul has walked around and here's these men that are religious that have created idols of different things. And imagine as we're walking around DC or walking around Waldorf, some idols that are up in our area, some some, uh, idols of worship, some areas that people try to make their life better with. Um, And it might be idols of religion uh, that have no clue who Jesus Christ is as Lord. There might be idols of the, the worship of money or success and power. There might be an idol to intellect and to beauty and to popularity. And all of this is going to fail them. And and even with social media, the popularity aspect of, of the feeling of failure when you don't get so many likes or hearts on Instagram or or all of that, realizing that man, you know, my life is worthless. All of this, not having enough money, and once you retain what you think you have, you need more. That power, when it doesn't come, you feel like an absolute failure. All of that will completely fail you. And then as we're walking around town, we walk up to our house and walk into our house of areas in our life that our worship has distracted us. And then we walk into the kitchen and has food been an absolute distraction to us um, and been an area in our life that, that we have not given totally over? Or into the front room, things of material possession. Or there's the television uh, that someone brought up first service. They're like, why didn't you mention TV? I've got issues with watching too much TV or what I'm watching on TV, um, movies, music, as you walk into the bedroom, are you dealing with the issues of sex? Walking into the backyard, is there so much focus on family uh, that you have completely lost the focus and distraction and worship of Jesus Christ and involving him in all of these things? Because all of these by themselves tend to rule our thoughts and actions, but they will utterly and completely fail us. And they will distract us from what the Holy Spirit is doing in our life and they will let us down and they lead to things like pride and to anger and addictions and fear and anxiety and worry and guilt and shame and doubt Uh, these are things that aren't in Christ Jesus now can you have these things in Christ absolutely and that is what the beauty of this relationship with God is is that the life that we live, it's not that we have to go onto a mountaintop and become monks and to hide away from everything that we have. It is that Christ wants to be a part of every aspect of our life, that we walk in him in our life, that he wants to have access to our, th- our daily thoughts and our workplace and our home and everywhere that we go, as we deal with our neighbors and the cashier at the grocery store, um, everywhere that we go. Is Christ Jesus the focal point and the direction in our worship and all of that? It is a constant battle when we are trying to walk in Him versus the sin in our life. And one more time, turn with me over to Romans chapter 7. Romans 7, and it's that whole paragraph, but I will read verses 17, 18, and 25. Because as much as we realize the amazing. Gift of Jesus Christ and all that He has, and and how great it would be uh, to just stay completely focused on Him. Sin is a big element in our life, Uh, and we try our hardest, but we get so easily distracted. As amazing as that fillet is, and and as crazy as as it is to make a run to Taco Bell, that it's more ridiculous the sin in our life. But it's who we are. It's our nature. Um, And it's a constant journey and a constant battle. So Romans chapter 7, verses 15, 18, and 25. It's Paul in the struggle of sin and flesh and, and doing what God wants him to do. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. And then verse 18, for I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. And then 25, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. And we get so caught up in that part of our life and sometimes we don't feel good that we are worthy uh, to walk in him. That we're like, there's no way. Why am I gonna attempt to walk in Christ as Lord when I know I'm gonna turn around and fail the next day? I just should put it in cruise mode, get to the end of my life, and then I know with the assurance of salvation I'm going to make it to heaven, you know, and, and just try to survive. But that's not what God wants. He wants all of us. He wants us to be filled with him and, and live in the fullness of Christ and in Christ's life in the fullness or the being filled with the deity that is in Christ Jesus. But we use that excuse of of messing up too much and too much sin. But first of all, it's God that fills us up. It's not anything that we've done. Here's grace again. It's not up to us. We can't attain to be filled by God. God fills us up. We just have to be obedient to walk in Christ. And God fills us up. God gives us all that we need. It is not on us. We have to be obedient and walk in faith and, and just be, amazed by this grace that is in our life. And yes, we're gonna mess up, but your child messes up and you still love them. Um, I'm gonna brag on one of our youth. When we were flying back from Guatemala, uh, one of our students, John McKay, was able to witness to a guy on a plane. And this guy had the greatest arguments that I've heard a hundred times. You know, how can you talk to me about a loving God? who has allowed all this stuff with ISIS and wars and all this devastation in the world. And John was like, hey, you know, we messed up. You know, we sinned, and, but God still loves us just like a parent loves a child. And how pure and simple that was. Um, and here's the situation again that yes, we're gonna mess up, but God loves us so much uh, that He, it, it's more than that for him. Uh, that he, he is greater than our sin. Uh, and by the way, that, that man on the plane accepted Christ by the end of that flight. Um, so awesome. But how much greater is God's love for us than, than we as parents forgiving our children? Um, and I'm not a perfect parent, or I'm not a perfect parent. Um, I have my issues. You can ask my boys. I yell too much at home. I have anger stuff that, that I deal with all the time. It's a process, people. We are not perfect. As much as I would love that to be, could you imagine how much of a greater husband and dad and pastor and friend and neighbor I would be if when we accepted Christ, when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and we got the fullness of Christ, the fullness of the deity in Christ, and we're walking in him, that boom, we're complete, that we're perfect. Hey, it's, we're all there, and we get to go through life and have, and we get to live the perfect life like Christ wants us to live. I mean, I, that would be nice to hang out with, right? You know? It would be a little obvious that Jesus is in me, and you know? But that's not the way it works. Um, it's a daily choice. It's a daily struggle. It's a daily pursuit of him. And that's the way that God has set this up. Um, it's a big word called sanctification. Um, that God has saved us and we get full access to him, and then it is through the work of the Holy Spirit, the, the tweaking and the molding and the making and the shaping and the, the replanting sometimes and the, everything that he's gotta to do to us uh, to continue to mold us and make us like Jesus Christ it is sometimes a struggle and, and painful, but it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It, how amazing is it to look back from where you are today, from a year ago, or two years ago, or five years ago, and look back and say, wow, God, you, you truly have done a work in my life. Um, and to see this progress that God has allowed to happen. So are we gonna mess up? Absolutely. But uh, pursuing Him, pursuing this walk in Christ as Lord, there's gonna be an amazing work of the Holy Spirit in our life and we're gonna see this transformation uh, that continues to happen until the perfection of the day of glory when we get to enter into the kingdom of heaven and be in the presence of God and to celebrate uh, this in eternity with him uh, and just to have words that can't describe the time in glory. Uh, But for now, we get to pursue him, we get to choose To wake up each and every day and say, "God, I give you today, and I'm going to do my best to pursue you and to do your will and to try to walk my steps in your steps." And He wants, like I said, He wants every part of our life. Um, Again, this amazing God that that didn't just give us a formula for a great belief system, didn't write everything out for this theology that says you follow these steps and I'll, I'll get you up to heaven. You know, you're fine. I'll send my son to die. His shed blood will cover your sins. Uh, when he rises, he'll conquer sin and death for you, and then he'll return, and then we're all, we're all done. Just follow these steps, and we're good to go. No, he wants today. When we walk out of these doors, he wants your lunchtime. He wants your nap time, or whatever you're going to do this afternoon. He wants dinner time. He wants when you come back. During the Cowboys game, go Cowboys. Um, tonight, he wants every aspect of your day. Um, that's an amazing God that loves us. You don't get that in any other religion. You don't get that in any other belief system, any other science, any other, instru- whatever in this world. There is nothing in this world because he is an, um, an awesome God. Uh, he is a Christ that loves us. Uh, there is no greater. Paul. Paul can't be any more clear Um, than Christ Jesus is all that we need. And everything that we're going through, are we struggling as parents? Yes. Turn to Jesus. Are you dealing with imperfect parents? Yes. Turn to Jesus. Are you having a bad day? Turn to Jesus. Don't know where to go to college? Turn to Jesus. Don't know if you should take a new job? Turn to Jesus. Family issues? Turn to Jesus. Work issues? turn to Jesus. Lonely, depressed, happy, content, turn to Jesus. I, we could go on all day. I could throw anything in that list, and guess what? I can say, turn to Jesus. He has, he has us completely. There is nothing in this life that we cannot turn to him, that he cannot complete in us, that he cannot give us access to his Father, that he cannot answer Uh, that he cannot give us strength for and comfort and peace. There's nothing in this life that we will ever experience that we cannot turn to Jesus. It is that simple. And is it a struggle sometimes? Yes. Do we get distracted? Yes. But Jesus loves us. This I know. Um, He is doing an amazing work in us through the Holy Spirit. God the Father has provided a way out that is amazing. Um, And it is no simpler And I pray that when someone asks who is your God, that it is evident that we are at least pursuing this walk in Christ Jesus and that this life that we have is at least directing others and and directing ourselves uh, to his glory and knowing that that we have these amazing plans that, that is laid out for us and that we continue every day to pursue Him. And I pray that there is no one here uh, in this room that doesn't know Him, but if there is, please come and talk to us. If you are not 100% sure that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come talk to me. Come talk to any of us so that we can make sure that you know uh, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that He rose again to conquer sin and death, uh, and that there is no other way to heaven There is no other way uh, to spend an eternity in heaven and direct access to God and to have this amazing work in the Holy Spirit without Jesus Christ. Um, And people, we've got some great things ahead of us. Church, God is not done with us. Um, There are some great things ahead. And as we pursue to walk in him, um, it's going to be an amazing journey. Um, And I can't wait to see what he has in my own life, but I can't wait to walk beside beside you in life and see where he is taking all of us. Um, We're going to close in prayer right now and then go into a time of invitation. Uh, If there is a decision that you need to make, please uh, respond during this time and continue to seek him in all things. (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning and just a reminder of, of how simple the, the fact of love is for us and how simple the fact that you have given us complete and full access to you. Father, I thank you for this time that we have to just reflect on who our God is and that is you. And that I pray that we pursue you in all things uh, in everything that we do. <clears throat> Father, if there are things in our life that we need to move or get rid of or throw away, that you help us to do that so that we can give more attention and more worship to you throughout our life and throughout our week and throughout our days. Father, as we leave this place, I I pray for opportunities to share your love with others who, who don't have a clue, who are going through life without any of this and don't understand your grace and your truth, Father, that need you desperately and help us to be the instruments that you use to reach out to them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.